friends, and welcome to the Archie Update channel. I'm really excited to be here with a very special guest today, my wife, Megan Guerrero. And uh, I need to warn you before we get going that today is not going to be really an Archie update. It's, it's on the channel, um, but it's going to be really different from what we usually do. So if you really like the normal show and you're not really interested in kind of uh, a story of our personal life, um, then you might want to log off on this one. You might want to turn uh, your phone off and, and, and wait for the next update. But if you are interested in our very first episode, I promise to tell you a story where we experienced something really amazing, so amazing that uh, we just really kind of wanted to share it and uh, tell our story. And I guess the story for us begins during our most difficult time as a married couple. Um, actually, just a little over two weeks ago, we had an anniversary to uh, a really difficult experience for us, and, and maybe if you're out there, you've experienced this too, but it was our first miscarriage. And uh, as I said, my wife Megan is here, and I'm just going to have her talk a little bit about what happened during the season. It was actually right when we were moving to Archie. I mean, the very first week we moved here, um, I, actually, we hadn't even moved here. We just got our stuff down in a, in a, lot, in a storage unit in Harrisonville, and we were planning to move here when, um, when we lost this first baby. Yeah, we had just arrived in Kansas City and were staying with some friends, and I woke up one morning and just felt like something was off and wasn't right, um, and as the day progressed, it became obvious that we should go to the hospital, and when we arrived there, they confirmed that we had indeed lost the baby. I remember the doctors being so casual about the whole experience, and they kept saying things like, you're young, and you weren't that far along and you'll have another chance. And I realize now that they were trying to be comforting, but in the moment it just felt like they didn't get it. Like it was just another medical event that had just happened and not that I had just lost our first baby. So they sent us home with the hopes that this was just a fluke and that next time everything would work out well. Um, but Four months later, we found out it was not a fluke when we had a second miscarriage. Obviously, our first miscarriage was devastating, but I kept reading statistics that one in four women have a miscarriage, and it kind of helped comfort me that maybe this wasn't so unusual. But when we had the second miscarriage, it just felt like something was wrong, that I was somehow broken and we wouldn't ever be able to have a child. And I really struggled spiritually with the second miscarriage um, because I couldn't comprehend why the Lord would let us go through this experience twice. Um, I knew that God was good, but it was hard for me in that season to believe that he was good to me. Yeah, I think for both of us in this season, the question was just, why is this happening? And, and I think the other really scary question is, was for us, you know, will we ever get past this? You know, are we ever going to have children? Or is this just going to be our future? Just trying and trying and trying and never getting to experience parenthood. And if you've been in that place, you know how scary that thought is. And as a result, we just took a break, just kind of stopped trying and took a breather and tried to figure out what we need to do next. We really felt this huge emotional toll from those back-to-back -back losses. And as a result, 
we, we just struggled to recover, like emotionally, spiritually. It was just, we ended up in a really hard place. And um, interestingly enough, fast forward, I guess six or seven months ahead of that, after those losses, it, it was summertime and we had a friend who was suggesting that we go to this uh, conference for pastors. And uh, if, if you're new to the podcast, you may not know this, but we are pastors. And, and we had this friend, and, and he said, this is a great conference. I, I really think you should go. I, I feel so strongly about you going that I'll you know, help pay for you to get there and everything. And uh, I just really feel like you guys need this. And so for us, I, th- I think if we're honest, we, we were at the point where we were just like, hey, a chance to get away. You know, it was in Arizona, it was in another state. So a chance to get away, you can send us anywhere. We just, we would love to take a breath somewhere else to just get out of the familiar and and to to have a moment together. What we didn't know about this conference is that it was going to have a emphasis on the prophetic. And uh, if you're not a Christian, you know, you probably don't really know what that word means. Or at this point, when we start talking about prophetic, you may be thinking, oh, you're some of those Christians, some of the weird ones. And so, so trace with me here for a second, though, because hear me out. Um, we also felt skeptical. And it's not because we don't believe in the prophetic. And to kind of give you an idea of what prophetic is, um, when somebody speaks prophetically, it means that God gives them words that they don't have, or he gives you insight into a situation that you don't know anything about. And interestingly, Megan and I had both had experiences where God used us in that way. And that those are other stories for other times, but you know, where God had just dropped an idea in our head that we were supposed to tell somebody and we didn't know what it meant or if it was, you know, even legit, but then it ended up having an impact on somebody else's life. So we had had experience, but we'd also both experienced people getting real weird with that sort of thing and and telling you stuff that wasn't from the Lord, must have been from bad pizza or something. So, so when we knew that that was a big element and we didn't know the people who were running the conference, we started to squirm in our seats a little bit. Being the introvert that I am, my game plan going in was to just hide in the back, stay low. Hopefully nobody would notice me and we'd get through this thing unscathed. Um, But the first night that we arrived, I realized that it was a very small event and there was only a handful of couples. So my plan of just laying low didn't really work out. And I remember talking with Miguel and telling him, you know, I just don't want anyone to call us out. Like if I just don't want them calling me to the front and speaking something over me, like in front of all of these people that I didn't know, that was my greatest fear. And I remember Miguel asking me, you know, what are you afraid that they're going to say? And I told him, you know, I'm afraid they're going to say something about the miscarriages and I'm just not ready for that. And I don't want someone exposing that to all of these people that I don't know. Yeah. And I think that's one of the weird things about having miscarriages for whatever reason, at least for us, we end up feeling like a little bit of guilt almost. It's like we're afraid for people to talk about it because we were like ashamed and it's, that's not right, obviously, or, but it's just, I don't know, it's how, it's how we felt. And, and of course, there's really, there was really no reason to fear going in because these people had never met us. These pastors that were running this had never met us. They didn't know our story. They knew nothing about us. So why would we be afraid of them talking about something that they didn't know about? 
Well, I think the answer to that is that we knew that the Lord knew, and we knew that he could speak through people. And to Megan's horror, actually, when we got there, the very first night, they pulled us up to the front. Everything that she said, man, I just hope this doesn't happen. They pulled us to the front, and they said, hey, um, I know we've never met one another, and we actually made it our goal uh, not to learn anything about you. We didn't become friends with you on social media, and we haven't looked you up on the internet. Instead, what we've done is our staff gave us a picture of you when we knew you were coming, and all we've done for three months is pray for you every day. And the reason we've done that is because we, we felt like maybe the Lord did have something he wanted to speak to you and speak to the other couples who are here. So, so all we've been doing is praying, and we just want to tell you what we feel like the Lord has said to us. And if it ends up being completely ludicrous, fine, whatever. We're just trying to be obedient. And so they're, they're telling us this, and we're in front of everybody, and then they just start talking. They start saying, okay, here's what we felt like. And uh, as Pastor Zane and Jan Anderson, um, the people who, uh, who were praying for us and, and running this conference. And so Pastor Zane just says, okay, so take it or leave it. Let us know if this makes any sense. Here's what we felt like the Lord said. And then he said a couple things about what we'd been experiencing, uh, you know, since we moved to Archie. And then probably the second or third thing he said, he just said, I, I don't know what this means for you guys, but I feel like the Lord is saying to you, no more miscarriages. And it was at that point that both Megan and I, standing in front of all of these strangers, broke down, lost ourselves, just started weeping to the point where, you know, your knees feel shaking, you just can't stand anymore, just weeping and losing ourselves. Because I think there was almost an anticipation. I mean, we we knew that the Lord was with us even through this struggle, but it's, you're almost, you almost become afraid to hope a little bit. Like you become afraid after, you know, you experience it a couple times, it becomes the norm and you're like afraid to hope that it will ever be different. And so this promise just brought us to our knees. After that, Zane and Jan released us to go to this prayer room, um, and we were able to just process everything that we had just heard. And it was this really um, emotional moment. And we just felt the Lord so strongly there with us. And we knew that this promise was from the Lord. And I wish that I could say that I walked out of that room full of faith and had zero fear. Um, but really, that was just the beginning of my journey to trusting the Lord. Um, That was in August, and by October, we had found out that we were pregnant, and the same fears popped back up that I had. Every time that I went to get my my blood drawn, I was afraid that my levels weren't going to be right. Um, I, I had the same fears that I had with all of my pregnancies, but throughout the entire process the Lord just proved so faithful and every visit that we had where we got to hear the heartbeat um, and we got to see that our levels were doing good and the baby was growing it was just building my faith my faith Um, it wasn't this automatic thing that happened it really was a journey Um, but that event happened in August and this August our little girl Haven was born and she's healthy and strong and perfect and it was just the fulfillment of the promise that the Lord gave us a year ago 
and he has proven himself so faithful and not one word of his promise has failed. And so I just want to encourage any of you out there who might be going through this or dealing with grief or loss in your own way with this verse that really comforted me throughout our journey. Um, that's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves have received from God. Our hopes with um, in sharing this story with you is just that the comfort um, that we received and the hope that we received um, through the Lord during this process, um, that you would also be comforted in that as well. So that's our story, and I'm just so thankful my wife Megan could be here to help me tell it today. Now, if you are a usual listener and you got to the end of this and just thought, what was that? Like, this was a lot of faith talk. Is this going to turn into some preachy podcast? No, this podcast will continue to be about Archie and our community. Um, but it's also great to hear stories about people's lives from within our community. And it's such a privilege for me to be able to host this show. And I was just so excited to talk about this great thing that happened in our life because I really do think some of you out there may be discouraged right now. And maybe you don't know how to keep going or, or what's next. And maybe you're in that place where you're like, has hope become foolish for me? And we just want to encourage you that hope is not foolish, especially when it's connected to the creator of the universe and the one who has a plan and a purpose for you. And we just wanted to encourage you with that thought. So like I said, if this isn't your thing, maybe it made you squirm a little bit, even talking about God and faith and all that. This won't be every week, but it's part of our story. In order to share who we are, we had to share our faith as well. So please join us again next week. Uh, we're looking forward to some guests from City Council and the PTO, and we'll continue talking to the leaders, movers, and uh, influencers within our community. If you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, please go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. We'll be back with you in just a couple weeks. Have a good day. Thank you.